0: In bonus stoppage time, Keith Overman continues to join us. So Keith, uh what just happened, we don't know what happens in the edit. I don't I'm not involved. They just try to make it sound okay. Mm-hmm. We had a few pickups. <laughs> we didn't perfectly say goodbye to the show. Would you like to say some final words of commentary about what the show was about? Because I didn't I didn't think it was gonna be what it was. I meant to go a bunch of other places. I mean sports, but there's so or what we're doing here. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. The, sh- yes. the you and Dan. Yeah. There's yeah. so many stories yeah. from that short five and a half year and all the you know secondary stuff and i think a ton of people are going to be very interested because of what you guys presented to them in their lives oh that's the thing i watch at 11 o'clock, you know like it was a big deal it, it was well yeah to
1: sum it up some are born great some have greatness thrown on them <laughs> and some of us just keep talking until we find something interesting or uh, the even higher threshold is when when we're talking the other one says something And we find that interesting enough that we stop talking. In other words, that was the, that was the key to it was Dan and I both have, uh, and like anybody else who would be, um, uh, in the public, public limelight, we have great confidence in our abilities that, that sometimes masks, uh, sudden fear that we will not have that ability, which Mm -hmm. we referred to throughout the, throughout the three hours that we recorded, (laughs) But, but you know, the the idea that you find somebody who's willing to take a hit for you or willing to shut up while you're making a joke, uh, you would think this is a commonality and, and, a, and, a, and a frequent event in, in broadcasting. But it's not
0: now people trip over each other almost, just like I did.
1: Almost everybody is is a solo act. And, uh, you know, if you if you look at a situation, a broadcast and say this is this is a big fucking show. It needs two people to do it. So one of the things that I thought of every night was I have to, to whatever degree, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I'm mm-hmm. walking him in or something, but I have to take care of this guy because otherwise I have to do the damn thing by myself. And I did not <laughs> want to do the damn thing by myself. So the, the the I think what you've seen in this in this conversation is a lot of that. And it. You know, this is the first time I have talked to him since the 40th anniversary show, which is September 2019. And it's always like this. And people say, well, when you when you went out to dinner, was it like this? So we never went out to dinner. We're like, what do you mean? We once went out, we went to see the last regular season Celtics game at Boston Garden. It's was the only really social event we did while working mm-hmm. together. Uh, largely because we knew that 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 we needed to get away from each other and have lives because otherwise we just keep talking like this. So I think you just saw that. And so this show with you, um, this this pod marathon uh <laughs> has been about. <laughs> of uh, trying to understand why it is that two people who keep talking forever will actually pause to listen to the other guy talk instead
0: of them. And you did. But you know what I found both amusing and kind of cool at the very end? I was giving you a hard time for telling long stories, mm-hmm. which you do, but you you tell good stories. I wasn't criticizing the quality of the story, just the length in a a podcast that you guys are making fun of for going on too long. And Dan immediately came to your, he jumped on me jokingly, I think. Right. But he was coming to your defense as a good teammate. The,
1: the, uh, the story I always heard, uh, was that Johnny Carson's tonight show was the success that it was because he had great skills and, but probably not the greatest skills of anybody who even hosted that show. But what he did was his attitude was that everything on that program reflected well or badly on him. So if you came on and got 10 minutes of laughter, unmatched by anything he had ever said, he was, he was joining in the laughter and standing up and applauding because it's not my laugh or your laugh. It's our laugh. It's the show's laugh. And I think my partnership with Dan was very much about that. It was like, well, this is this is great for Dan, therefore it's great for me, and it's great for the show. It's 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 just it seems fairly logical and fairly easy to to comprehend, but but so many people don't. And therefore, you know, as I said, we 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 tried to protect each other. I mean, I, I don't I was gonna say this, but 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 we didn't get around to it. When the when his radio show at ESPN was was in its final couple of years, the phone call that finally got me back to ESPN after eight years of thermonuclear war was a fellow named Trog Keller, who read the radio network, who I knew from ABC, who said, listen, uh, if you'd like to, I mean, this is not a full truce between you and ESPN, but, but we're noticing Dan seems to be a little little tired, and he doesn't seem to have anything to look forward to on the show anymore. He's done so many of them on the radio show. Would you come on once a week and just give him, like on Fridays, just give him a little, yeah. give him a, team, a teammate again? Because I think... With no offense to you or anybody else who who worked with him, I don't think he got the same kind of uh level of um it's not confidence or security, but a, but a sense of automatic like there's automatically going to be somebody there to catch me if I fall. Yeah. I think that's what he what we had together for for both of us. And uh they said, I mean once a week, and then it went so well and and apparently you know just invigorated him, the word that he used about his radio work and Sports center at the end, that they then said, could you do it one hour every day? And I said, well, I, f- I find it now a palate cleanser because I was at the start of the politics stuff. And so I came and did it for an hour, and it elongated, I think, in some way, his stay at ESPN by a couple of years, which was, mm-hmm. you know an irony given how I was viewed as this, you know, uh, universal solvent destroying the place. But that was, you know, I, there were lots of times when Dan didn't do anything overt to try to protect me, but just knowing it was going to be him out there Uh, and he was, he was looking out for me, made those shows possible and let me say, well, okay, I'm just going to push this envelope as far as I possibly can, because I know that if nothing else works, Dan won't go on without me. He'll, he will say to them, no, screw you. You're going to suspend him. I'm not going to be on the air. So that was, that was, uh, I think this conversation has, although it may be difficult to describe it, I think we have given you a, uh, a like five and a half years condensed into an hour of conversation
0: hundred percent hour and a half as it turns out all right well
1: uh make it into three segments that's the law of the of podcast we'll
0: see what they they say somebody will make great edit decisions i'm certain or we just do the extended play i'm glad you were great teammates then and i'm glad that you still are and i appreciate your time this has been stoppage time that's the end of this podcast i have no battery left but i'm going to call you on the phone shortly thank you i gotta go work
1: on my podcast now we'll see you later we will.